those people lined up for the virtuous reality theater. No, Serena, that's virtual reality theater. Oh, right. I knew that. Duh. It's like getting to be inside a video arcade game. Ugh. But it better not be all those stupid war games and race cars and dumb junk Sammy likes. I can see we're going to have a really swell time today. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime. Break it down and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. We have an episode this week. Oh, man. We sure do have an episode. Yeah. But, folks, Milestone. Yeah. Uh, actually, considering I, I, it just occurred to me that we did the birthday special with Betty. So it was actually last episode was our 50th? No, not really. But this is it. This is episode 50 of Sailor Business, episode 50 of Sailor Moon. It is completely unremarkable. One quarter of the <laughs> way through the entire series. I, I think I'm going to use the uh, episode 50 mark as a way to talk about the, the contest. A couple weeks ago, we mentioned that we have a set of the Sailor Moon manga to give away, uh, a big set of the uh, – provided by Kodansha, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They were very, very generous. They, they reached out to us and asked if we wanted to give one away. I said absolutely. So we know we said that the uh, – we wanted the ideas for what we should do. We wanted ideas for the contest rules. That episode hasn't been posted yet as of this <laughs> recording. It will go up tomorrow? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The episode where we first talk about the contest, the wanting to do a contest, will go up tomorrow. So still get in touch with us. And talk about it, and before we record episode 50, one, we will actually do a real contest. Have it yes, ready. Yes, uh, you will be, uh, we will be recording that episode, uh, I think. Probably two weeks from today, I would imagine. Probably is, two weeks from today, which is probably around the time you're hearing this. <laughs> By the time we get our next episode, hopefully we will have uh, plenty of ideas for the contest that we want to do. You can send all of those into Sailor Business, along with any, uh, or at Sailor Business on Twitter, uh, along with any of your, your questions uh, about Sailor Moon, any of your other stuff. But yes, uh, that brings us to this week's episode. We have a very special guest. Uh, my girlfriend is here, Aiden Sullivan. Aiden, hi. hi. How are you? I know. Are you the same as when we uh, first asked you that question a couple hours ago? Well, no, I have my second cup of coffee. Awesome. Cheers. So. Aww. We're so romantic. But yes, uh, Aiden, you are here. Now, last week we talked about your history with Sailor Moon. I have mentioned uh, our relationship in the context of Sailor Moon several times over the course of the show. Well, when you're done with this podcast, our our relationship ends, right? Oh, no. Well, no, that's how it works, right? Oh, no. Uh, Okay, Jordan, we got to do Crystal after this. And then we got to... Oh, quick update. Yeah. We have been told the musical where they fight Dracula is up on YouTube. (gasps) That is going to be our Halloween special. (gasps) I'm really excited. I get to watch this with you. Yes. I don't know if we're going to have a guest. I don't know who we're going to get as the guest. I just know we're going to watch it. Yeah, but you will be here when I watch it. We live together. (laughs) You can't get away from me. Uh, I am so excited about talking about the Sailor Moon musical where they fight Dracula. That is going to be our Halloween special. Okay. Is that the one with Yugi? Uh, Yeah, she's in it. Uh, Yamato Yuka? Yeah, she's in it. Uh, I think. 
I would imagine. Yugi. You I did call her Yugi. I think that's a Yu-Gi-Oh thing. Yeah, I think it is. I wasn't like I wasn't gonna draw attention to it. Like it's fine. Okay. I don't really know her name. I just know she's pretty. Point being, no, no, she is an acceptable tuxedo mask. Yes. She yes, is an she acceptable memory. Yes, she is. That's uh, not fair. <laughs> the only memory you like is a woman. Yeah, the only memory yep. I like is one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen in my life. Yes. Couldn't, With a mom haircut. Couldn't Memoro be one of the most beautiful men you've ever seen in your life? Mm. Well, he's a former model. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, in the novels. In uh, Leanne's novels, yeah. So instead of talking to you about your history with Sailor Moon, yes. uh, we are going to answer some questions and talk about some things that we have gotten at Sailor Business on Twitter. Cool. Let's see. What have we got? You know, Chris, so many of these questions are really questions for you that I cannot answer. Oh, actually, I should say... Yes. Uh, last weekend, I was in uh, Pennsylvania for yeah. uh, King of Trios, and one of our listeners uh, did come up to me, and he asked me a question that he wanted answered on the show. This All is right. uh, at the Alaskan Hero, uh, Brandon. Oh, yeah. What a uh, lovely man. Was he was, nice he was super nice. Uh, I actually got uh, – a couple people told me they liked Sailor Business. Uh, I actually got someone telling me they like movie fighters, which we never hear, <laughs> so that was nice. <laughs> uh, but Brandon had a question. Speaking of questions that are more for me than you, Jordan, because this is not a question for you at all. Let's hear it. uh, What would the Sailor Scout's favorite wrestlers be? And he said, uh, preferably Japanese wrestlers. Oh, wow. So I think think Sailor Moon's favorite would be Megumi Kudo. Yes. uh, Because she was was actually criticized for being too pretty. Yes. Uh, But then she, like... In response to that, she had a bunch of super violent barbed wire death matches. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and invented uh, one of the uh, most brutal looking moves ever, the uh, Kudome Valentine, which is like a reverse pile driver. It's awesome. Jupiter reminds me of Bull Nakano. I feel like Jupiter, like, like I agree with you, but I feel like Jupiter will want someone who is more elegant. Yeah. Like, because Jupiter's such on that line between, like, stereotypically girly and stereotypically tomboy. That's true. That she would want someone who, you know... She would be like your Manami Toyotas, mm. or yeah. or even like a even like an Okada. With a, mm. Like I bet I bet Okada reminds Jupiter of her senpai who broke her heart. <laughs> Let's see. I think I think Venus would be into American wrestling. Same thing Venus would like John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a free there's a free fan art idea for anybody. John Venus. <laughs> Jordan, these are really funny jokes. Yeah, I don't these are great. Them, Everyone's <laughs> laughing so hard, and it's you're just so silently <laughs> staring longingly at your ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mars, who would Mars? I feel like Mars would like Bolnagato. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, she would like. Oh yeah. Like, yes, I want someone mega tough. That's okay. Good. It's my favorite Japanese woman's wrestler and my favorite wrestlers go together forever. Mercury, the genius Lanny Papo. <laughs> sure. Who would, who would Sailor Mercury like? Shinsuke. No. No, he's a little too wild for he's her. He's a little too wild. Is there anybody who wins wrestling through math? Uh, I mean, it is the sweetest of all sciences, Jordan. Wait, I thought that was boxing. No, no, <laughs> no. You you thought wrong. Okay. I think a lot of boxing and wrestling things crossover. What was the thing that I thought? Uh, Palooka? Was that what it Yeah, was? Palooka. I thought Palooka was boxing slang. It is a boxing slang. I thought it was... No, it's boxing slang. That was the <laughs> shit... <laughs> There was something I was like, oh no, that's boxing slang. You're like, no idiot. That's wrestling slang. How dare you come into my house? No bun head. <laughs> Why don't you go eat some more buns? Turn into a bun body too. <laughs> you pile of trash. No, I didn't say that to you. <laughs> don't make people think that. 
Uh, yeah. So, okay. That, Brandon, I hope that was a satisfactory answer to your question. Thank do, you. Do, uh, do, do you want to know what I was actually thinking about? Okay. Uh, what were you thinking about? <laughs> while you were saying all that, I was trying to decide which Hogwarts house each Sailor Scout was. And it's pretty easy. It's pretty obvious. Except for Sailor Venus. That's the only one I got hung up on. She's a Hufflepuff. You think so? I'll take it. She's a Hufflepuff. Because obviously Sailor Moon's a Hufflepuff. Yes. Obviously Mercury's a Ravenclaw. Obviously. Obviously Mars is uh, a, a Slytherin, and obviously yes. Jupiter is a Gryffindor. Yeah. Yes. It was. It was only Venus that I was like. Eh. Venus is the the like what? She could just... be Gryffindor just because of, because of the whole Sailor V angle. Yeah, I mean, if we're going with well, if we're going with Sailor V, then she would just be wherever Usagi is. Really, that's true. Then she's Hufflepuff, and you're right. Yeah. Okay. Do you think Do you think Luna is an animagus? <laughs> yeah, sure. Luna is she a cat or a people? Oh, I mean, if she was a people, she would definitely be Gryffindor. I think, um, but I don't think she's a, she's obviously a cat. You think you don't think Luna would be Ravenclaw? No, she's a Gryffindor. No, she's, yeah, because she's not so she she is like. Do do your work and stuff, she's, but not yeah. like study. She's kinda, yeah, and she's kind of like she she's not necessarily smart, right? She's rule oriented. Oh, I guess that's true. Which I is guess different. that is true. Like she has frequently decided, but like, no, I need to go and do this other thing. And Serena. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that we've answered two questions, <laughs> none of which we've gotten on Twitter. <laughs> All right, let's we do both this. Have this. Okay, let, let's talk about it. Here's another one I can't answer. Oh, and, and, Real quick, real okay, quick. Special right. thanks to uh, T.A. Noonan on Twitter for letting us know that the musical yes. was on uh, YouTube. So we will definitely be watching that in October. Uh, here we go. Which Sailor Moon characters align with which members of the Wu-Tang Clan? Granted. <laughs> and then it says, granted, ODB is pretty obvious. Not to me, though, because I have no idea. <laughs> I guess Mars. I guess ODB would be Mars. Let's see. There's nine members of the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, there's God. Nine there's nine, well. Planets. Oh, uh, well, there used to be. There used to be. There's nine major Sailor Scouts. Yeah. So I guess Sailor Iron Mouse is like Capadonna or, or Red Man. And what about Let's Chibi? See. Anyway, well, just go ahead and do the real ones. Uh, okay. Uh, Usagi is uh, uh, Raekwon the Chef. Mercury is the Jizza, the genius. Uh, Mars is the Rizza. I think that's, I think that's pretty that's clear. They both think they're the leader. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know, like... I think ODB was supposed to be Mars. I think uh, I think I missed out on that one. That's okay. Um, let's see. Venus is. What do you think Venus is? Ghostface. I feel like Venus is Ghostface. Let's see, I, and I don't really know the Outer Scouts, so yeah, you, you won't be able to do that yet. Yeah. So right in. Let us know. Let us know if you think Sailor Neptune is a Method Man or a Master Killer. <laughs> All right. Here's a very similar question. Which members of '90s X Force would the Sailor Scouts be? All of them. All of them. <laughs> All They're all cable. No, <laughs> Luna's cable, clearly. <laughs> Luna is cable, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. And uh, uh, let's see. I mean, Venus is Boom Boom. Yeah. Uh, well, then, who, then who's Usagi if Venus is Boom Boom? Got, cannonball, I guess. Eh, eh, I don't know about that. You don't know? Well, then who else? Uh, Mars is Domino. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair. Mars is Domino. I don't, I don't know who Jupiter would be. Feral? Oh, no, no, she'd be, uh, 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 I almost said Proudstar. That's not his name, no. Uh, Warpath? Yes, Warpath. No, fair, that's fair, that's fair. M Mercury. <laughs> what a complicated question. So Mercury's feral? Like, this is not going to no, work. No, Mer Mercury would be GW Bridge. <laughs> He's not a member of the team. Eh. And, and uh, definitely Tuxedo Mask is Deadpool. 
Do you like Tuxedo Mask that much, Jordan? No, no but he shows up once in a while and does Tuxedo that. Mask is Gideon. <laughs> oh, no. That's terrible. All right. Well, we, we did. Uh, we tried that one. That one was hard. <laughs> we did our best. Look, not everything lines up one to one, folks. Um, what would happen if Wolverine took Luna's place? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Wolverine does like mentoring teenage girls. Yep. I think the I, I think the Skino household would smell differently. <laughs> oh, like how much of, I, I of her think, shit I don't would think he put? Jedi would have made it to the second episode. No, no. I'll tell you that for free. No, but like how much of Usagi? I mean, I feel like Wolverine would be like, "Oh, Usagi, you don't want to fight cr- crime? Well, then I'll do it. You stay home." No, like he wouldn't do that. He would want to teach her. I think only if she wanted to. I don't think he'd be like, "You have to." He'd be like. You clearly don't want to do this. Come with me, Mars. Let's go do this. You think Kitty Pride wanted to go fight the brood? Yes. No, she didn't. She didn't go. want to literally fight the brood, but she wanted to be a superhero. She wanted to join the X-Men and go out and fight and learn to do all that stuff. I mean, yes, that's true. So did you believe? Well, you know, Usagi wanted to be Sailor V. She wanted to play the Sailor V video game. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is true. She wanted to be Sailor V the way you want to be Batman. But like, I don't want to be Batman. Okay, well, I want to be Robin. Okay, right. Regardless, I, I don't Batman. see you doing the training necessary to be either of them. No offense, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan, I take MMA twice a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I got a bloody nose this week. It oh. still hurts. All right. Well, you're on your way to being Robin then. <laughs> yes, I'm 33. I'm going to try real hard to be Robin. Like uh, like Chris O'Donnell. You can do anything you set your mind to, my love. Thank you, dear. <laughs> Uh, guys, what would happen if the Joker joined the Negaverse? Says Antonio uh, Strange. <laughs> a, a ban on crossover questions. That's all we get, really. Put a ban on the crossover questions. Maybe you should get more creative fans. Oh wow! No, our fans are great. Uh-huh. Our fans are great. Well, I mean, you know what? That's a, there we go. So when we get crossover questions, we can say that's a great question. Fans, what are you saying? <laughs> and then the fans can draw win? the fans. <laughs> and then the fans can draw the picture of what would happen if the Joker joined the Negaverse. Okay, here's what happened if the Joker joined the Negaverse. He would get hit with a magic tiara and turned to dust, and that would be the end of the Joker. <laughs> and no one would feel bad about it. I mean, he is just a dude, right? Like that's the conf- confirmed Joker history. He's just yeah. a dude. Could Moon Healing fix him? You think? Oh yeah, he gets his like regular skin color and then, back, and, and then he's this crazy. poor guy who has to go to jail for eighteen consecutive life sentences. No, no, no. The Sailor Scouts would be like, "Now you're our friend. We won't, we won't turn you in." <laughs> now you can go live with Catsy. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Also, that's gonna uh, happen in the future, everybody. Catsy's gonna go get an apartment after she quits being a supervillain. Just heads up. We're getting so many. We're getting so many great fanfics. I, I haven't seen the uh, the the Sailor the Sailor the Sailor Moon Hannibal one yet, but I'm waiting for it. There's been a lot of talk. There's um, been a lot of talk on Twitter about your Sailor Moon. Look, I wish you could see the face Aiden is making. Right it's now. gonna be really amazing, Aiden. It's Aiden does great. not approve of the Sailor Moon Hannibal crossover. You guys fanfiction. know that like like Sailor Moon is like a fun, cute anime for young girls, and Hannibal is disgusting. But right? it's also a fun, cute thing for young girls, isn't it? That's what I Tumblr watching, has taught me. I stopped. I thought watching Hannibal after a man wakes up and he has to pull his own skin off because he yes. is sutured to a bunch of dead bodies right. in the middle Did of we, nowhere. What? Yeah. That fuck happened. Hannibal. Fuck people who watch Hannibal. Whoa. Y'all are gross. No, Y'all are that's gross. mean. Oh. Did this gross. air on network? Yes. Yes. It yes, is. It, it is by far. It was horrible. And I think about it every 
every day. It was so gross. It is by like, far so the most gross. disgusting show to ever like, air on network it's television. It's so bad. By far. I can't. I can't watch gore like that. It sticks with me, and I have nightmares about it. I can't watch it. It's gross, and I don't trust people who are like Hannibal fans wow. because I'm like, you can watch that and be okay with that. You could be. You could watch that. You could watch that horrible gore and be okay with that and like sleep well at night. You can no. do that, huh? So, you can do so, that, huh? Yeah. Jordan doesn't sleep. I can. Jordan doesn't sleep. It's, it's it freaks me out. I don't trust Hannibal fans. Well, that's at all. but that's me. You're talking about. Yeah, I know. I'm not. I well, trust you. Jordan, I am sorry to report that my girlfriend does not trust you. I don't wow, trust you. that's really sad. I still trust you, Jordan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you will taste the better for it. <laughs> I did like I did like the discussion on Twitter of how like it would not like you would not have to trick Usagi into eating human flesh. You would have to present it to her on a plate and she would not ask him a question. <laughs> true, it's true. Oh goodness gracious. All right. We have gotten so many fanfics though, uh and and not only that, but we also have uh one of our one of our most prominent fanfic writers, uh David Pendris, is is going to compile them and put up a page of all Sailor Mo- Sailor Business inspired fanfics. Oh, it's really links. exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited for that, and I'll, I'll definitely retweet that a zillion times. And we can even put a link to it on our Twitter once that's up, because we uh, we very much support that. Hey, if the uh, this one is, I will say I have not read all of the fanfics that we've gotten. The one about Queen Barrel's origin is really good. Like genuinely. The one about Queen Barrel working in a, a, a crepe shop. Well, there's two about that. The, the origin one, though. Okay. The origin is, is uh, what was, I forget what her, her human name was, uh, but the one about Barrel working in a crepe shop and being, like, hating her job and Tuxedo Mask coming in and insulting her crepes was <laughs> genuinely fantastic. And I really <laughs> liked it. Um, Chris, uh, here's a question that you uh, have to answer in front of your girlfriend. If the ISB had to marry one Sailor Scout, who would it be and why? What would he wear and where would it be at? <laughs> they, so they want you to like... Well, I'm glad yeah. I had several years to plan this wedding. <laughs> in depth to be at your wedding with the Sailor Scout. I, 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 I can't do that. I am already, I'm already betrothed to another. <laughs> That's afraid. so well, not fair. I mean... I mean, I guess it would be Sailor Mars. Yeah. <laughs> apparently that's what I'm with. Yeah. You, see... You, you love them mean girls. It's my problem. Well, see, that's... Yeah, that's... No, that's... Well, whatever. I guess I shouldn't get too into this. Because then it does say... After asking all that, it does then say crack shot. <laughs> um, yeah, George. Yeah, you answered. Yeah. You I mean, also yeah. already married. Look, the, the, I don't... I, I'm a, I, I can answer easily because I can just go, obviously, it's Sailor Moon, obviously, and my wife already knows that, so that's fine. The the, the one thing that's weird about that is she is nothing like yeah, Sailor Devin Moon. Yeah, is a Mercury. Not even I, remotely I gonna, like Sailor Moon. Like, I was going to say that, like, if we're going by, like, who... You'd actually... Who Chris is going to marry. Right. It would be a Sailor Mars, but... He'd totally marry Sailor Mercury. Like, he would marry Sailor Mercury. Wait, I thought he would marry Jupiter. Jupiter, yeah. Or Jupiter. All right. We could do martial arts together and watch pro wrestling. She'd be better at martial arts than you. Everyone is better at martial arts. I told you, I got punched in the face a bunch this week. Oh, so and we're not. Listen, sorry, and sorry, Antonio Strange. We're not going to get into what we're going to wear at our Sailor Scout wedding. Uh, I would wear a tuxedo okay, and well, I guess a mask. Okay, well, that is what sure. you wear. Right. What else? What else? Okay. I mean, what would you wear? Like, what else do you wear at a wedding? What the hell did he wear at his wedding? Maybe Chris wanted to. She's like, 
He's like, hey, what did you guys? What would you guys wear at your fancy sailor scout wedding? Because in my fancy sailor scout wedding, I'm wearing a Barney suit. Technically, and... I wore a morning suit at my wedding. Not a tuxedo. Wait, M O R N I N G or no, no, M O R M O R. Not morning. Not. I was not in mourning at my wedding. What's a morning suit? Um, it's like a much longer jacket, and then I had a, t- a top hat, and it's, I didn't have a. <gasps> you wore a top hat at oh, your yeah. wedding? Hell yeah. <gasps> that is so charming. All right, let's see some pictures, Jordan. And, Come on. Yeah. Well, I. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> like right now. Yeah, I want to see him. Come on. All right, Look, give me a second. Cut out give, later. give me a second. I gotta walk over to uh, the a morning mor- coat. Is what Alfred wears. I gotta go walk over to the picture up on my wall, and I'll take a picture of it with my okay. phone. Okay. 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 I I uh, text messaged it to you. Are you texting it to me? Okay. Did you like the Did you like the picture of Aiden eating a hamburger that I sent you? Yes, that was great. Such a cute picture. This is so gross. It's real gross. I wish we know where that original hamburger picture is. Oh, here it is. Oh my gosh. Jordan. Look at you. Oh, you're so cute. You're so cute. That is way pre-mustache. It is. It is. I've never seen you without this mustache. Yeah, you're good. Oh, Devin looks so good in her wedding dress. Way to go, guys. Nice <laughs> job. Thank you very much. Very cute picture. Very cute. So now... Right. I'm going to draw a mask on this picture. What yeah. were we talking about before we... Were... Marrying Sailor Scouts. Right. <laughs> which, which Sailor Scout would you marry? Um, I feel like Jupiter would be a really great wife. Because she can, like... Beat up intruders and also bake. Yeah, you, you, you. If I am with if I am with a Sailor Mars, you are with Usagi. That is true. <laughs> you are with someone whose favorite things are eating, sleeping, and taking the easy way out. That is true. For some reason, I used to. At one point, I I had this thing about like that everyone in a relationship is either the cat of the relationship or the dog of the relationship, <laughs> and not in the, in the and I was very much like that totally works with Usagi and Mamoru because Mamoru is 100% the cat of the relationship and she is 100% the puppy who is just like oh and then I are now silently arguing about which of us is the cat of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> pantomime happening over here <laughs> I do I'm the cat though No you are you are the dog No I'm the cat though You are the dog I'm like really mean <laughs> Yeah but you are you I mean like you're not a well trained dog <laughs> You are. How dare you're you? a vicious. You're a vicious dog. <laughs> Terrible. This All right, next great. one. What do you have any more, Jordan? Yeah, we always do. What if What if Queen Beryl was the lead of the show? Such a great character, and I'd love to see more of her. Says Jonathan Chisholm the second. Well, she's not. She's. Do you know what villains are? <laughs> yeah, but what Does if? Do you know what antagonists are? Does he know how fiction works? Yes, but <laughs> if... be nice to our listeners, please. The way fiction works is someone chooses the, the protagonist. So what exactly. if they had chosen Queen Beryl and then Sailor Moon were the antagonist? Well, then we would have we would have the Dark Kingdom office yes. show. That, like, that is exactly what that show would be. It would be Beryl constantly failing and being really angry about it. That's pretty awesome. I'm very happy about that show in my head. It better not be my apple fritter that you're eating. <gasps> Unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable. Is there another one in the bag? No. Did you eat one? Yes. Then that is mine. That's how that works, dear. Well, I already bit into it. So So it's got cooties. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, that, that, that was crazy. That that got captured on tape. That is not getting cut out. <laughs> Did you hear that, JJ? Do not cut that out, Jake. <laughs> All right. Do we have any, any any more? Let's do one more, and then we'll get on with the episode. Uh, someone. 
Oh, actually, you know what? This is the same person you talked to. It's the proper wrestler question. <laughs> Let's see. What else we got? What would happen if Cardcaptor Sakura showed up during the Doom Tree arc? Uh, well, see, that is, we've talked about Cardcaptor Sakura on, uh, on episodes that had not aired when we got that question. Uh, because Cardcaptor Sakura is all about, you know, the monsters who come from the cards. Uh, so I think, like, that could be, this is a very logical crossover. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just disgustedly watching Aiden eat my apple fritter. You wow. had, you had a chicken biscuit, yes. a steak biscuit, yes. and hash browns for breakfast. Yes, the apple fritter was going to be my post podcast treat. Locking eyes with me while she eats. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, well that 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 does it for that one. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Here we have one last question. Here's the last okay. one, but definitely okay. send us lots more questions at Sailor Business on Twitter. Last question. What do you think Luna's eating to poop out all those transformation things? <laughs> Magic. <laughs> Magical Luna Chow. The, the question is th- that question implies that Luna has a transformation pen factory in her stomach. <laughs> she needs to consume the raw materials. And does that do you think it's like in order to get a Mercury one, like it's a different food than to get a Mars one and to get a And I would assume. Yeah. I would assume there's lots of lots of like you got eight ounces of water. <laughs> <laughs> to get that, get that mercury one. Very eat some spicy food. So get the mar for the mercury one. Mm-hmm. For bubbles, it's not soap bubbles. Oh, what? No, they're not. I don't understand. We have not seen mercury bubbles in the last couple of episodes. So I don't know why you're talking badly about Actually, mercury bubbles. Did we not? Do we see no, she it this, this episode? We might see it in this one. She did not do mercury bubbles in the last one. It's for the best. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get started. This week's episode, uh, you can watch along with us if you would like on Hulu. It is uh, the fourth episode of Sailor Moon R. This is Sailor Moon episode 50. Yeah. Yay! And so to celebrate, they, in the 1990s, did the most 90s thing that every 90s show does. Uh, which is, which is uh, go into a world of virtual reality. Yes, exactly. Or VR, as it is sometimes called. <laughs> do, you, do you remember? I mean, like, there's so, because, like, every show, like, every 90s show had a VR episode. They really believed that VR was going to be a big thing that was a big part of life going forward i mean they're not wrong i mean we do all know that we are living in the matrix right oh. now oh did i miss where we transferred into that yeah did you did you not know that that was a documentary that was designed to wake us up to keep the illuminati from uh from keeping us down yeah i didn't know that okay well but but regardless like in the world we live in inside the matrix there's no vr yeah vr tr- <laughs> well well actually it's actually it's just coming back it's just yeah, coming back <laughs> Rift. Uh, yeah, you can, and you can get the, the... Have you seen the Google Cardboard? I have not seen the Google Cardboard. Google Cardboard. If you Google Google Cardboard, what you will find is in, either instructions on how to make it yourself or you can purchase a cardboard apparatus that you put together and you put your smartphone in it and it makes your oh. smartphone into a VR device. Cool. Huh. We, are, we are about to get a Pokemon game. That will kill us both. That will kill us both. Whoa, what uh, do you mean? It's a mobile game. It's called Pokemon Go. Have you ever played Ingress? Are you familiar no. with Ingress at all? No. Um, it, it's, a, it's a game where it's basically the, it's, it's a, it uses your GPS okay. to be like, here are spots where you should go and then use your phone and uh, do cool. And like, it's a game. It's a game. Like yeah, spots this, in the real world? Yeah. Yeah. This Pokemon game comes with like a thing that you... Like uses your camera and your GPS? Yeah. It comes with a thing that you wear on your wrist. 
and your phone will tell you, hey, there's a Pikachu 240 meters away, at which time I will stop whatever I am doing and go, hey, I'll be back and run 240 meters in that direction now, through traffic. Right. That's what I was going to say. I like, see a Pikachu. Will it bring you into like buildings that you're not allowed to go in and stuff? Like, I assume it keeps you on sidewalks. Okay. But the, that's, the so that's kind of like it, on the on the April Fool's Day thing they did a couple years ago. Yeah, exactly. Except the, in real life. Maps thing, yeah. yeah. The Ingress, which is a game you can get now, it's like a public art thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, it's a it's a fun thing to do when you're like in new places. And they're like two colors, and you're on the blue team or the green team, and you go to different public art spaces, and like you use your phone to like hack the public art, and then turn it blue or green. And so it looks like Pokemon Go is going to be, like, one of those things. Like, it's going to be cool. around, like, landmarks, or it's going to be around, like, you know, like, things to do, which is going to be really interesting. Yeah. The trailer has promised that your phone will tell you where you can go to see a real-life Pikachu. Yeah. Which I don't think is what the game is going to be, but I, like... You're hoping? I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. Uh, so, yeah, we get some virtual reality in this episode. Usagi's Crisis, the tiara stops working, and we open at the Skino household. A beautiful establishing shot that suddenly starts shaking... Because uh, Mrs. Skino is trying to physically wrench Usagi out of her bed <laughs> when it's not even a school day. Yeah, there's really no reason for this. So mean. So mean, Mama Skino. And, 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 and it's not like Usagi has anything really to do. Well, I mean, she does have to fight these aliens that are sucking energy. Her mother doesn't know that. Girls. Her mother doesn't know that. No, her mother Like, as far not. as her mother's concerned, she's just sleeping away the day, and she's like, don't be a bum. But you know what? You know what? Let, let your kids sleep in on Sundays. Yeah. If uh, they don't have to go to a virtual reality theater. They don't need to if they don't yeah. want to. That's the thing. Like, it's not even like, at this point, it's not even like, hey, you need to get up. We're going to go do something fun. It's just like, get up. Stop sleeping. It's 7 a.m. Your, your father and your brother already left. Yeah, well, my father and my brother are jerks. <laughs> How about that? How about that, Mom? How about that? You don't understand me. You're not even my real mother. Well. My real mother looks just like me and lives on the moon. Okay. She doesn't live on the moon. She died on the moon. Whatever. <laughs> so Yukitsagi just kind of curls up on the ground and goes back to sleep with Luna watching. Back in the apartment, uh, Alan and Anne are... Uh, talking about how they need to get some more energy for the Doom Tree because if the Doom Tree withers, they will also die because they are children of the Doom Tree, which also makes them for real brother and sister. It's but they didn't say that quite yet, and they were just making out. So let's assume they're not brother and sister. Uh, I mean, look, but okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. And much like Jedi, that is exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> much like Jedi. Alan looks at a an advertisement from the local paper and goes, these humans are really into virtual reality. Uh, we is... should go to the virtual reality park and get some uh, and get some uh, energy. That is exactly now, what I wrote down. Jedi School of Planning. Now, Jordan, what is virtual reality? Can you describe it to us? Yeah, easily. Um, the way virtual reality works is uh, uh-huh. you take usually some sort of apparatus like a helmet. Uh, and what it does is it blocks off your ability to see the real world because you're going to be seeing inside a computer generated world. So uh-huh. the computer is generating a, an environment that you are looking into. And the idea being that, you know, the helmet is on your head. So if you turn your head, it knows that you're turning and you can look around in that world. And sometimes they'll use either devices that you can use like a joystick or something to move around, or the really advanced ones will have a little walking platform that you can walk around on. So you can walk around inside of a virtual world. Okay, no, you're completely wrong. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, I didn't do the intro to the show this time. You didn't. You didn't give me my two seconds that I needed. Well, you didn't need them. <laughs> yeah, every, look, you're all caught up. It's episode fifty, guys. It's episode fifty. What matters is VR. Uh, you're completely wrong. Uh, virtual reality is laser tag. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how you got that so wrong. Wait, wait. But laser tag, you shoot at the other players. Uh, it's a, like, look. There's different kinds of laser tag. Is there? There's I, a mean, t- I think the tag element is pretty inherent <laughs> in the laser tag. <laughs> Look, they are literally just playing laser tag, and they literally put on armor on their forearms and chins. But like I said, they're not even playing laser tag. They're playing laser shooting gallery that you walk around in. Playing the Men in Black game at Universal Studios. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Without a car. Well, except they have a car at the beginning. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. Usagi uh, uh, goes there, and she's upset. I do like when Usagi goes, let's just skip it, Luna. It's just pretend war. <laughs> that like, is a really good answer. Which is great because Usagi is fighting an actual war. That's why. She's, <laughs> she's like, so that's not how it. I unwind. Yeah. Yeah. Not- she's like, she's been in the shit. <laughs> uh, she's also upset because there's only couples there, including one dude who looks like John Byrne. John Byrne? Uh, yeah. Look at the people in the line. There's Wait. a dude who looks like John Byrne. I did see the dude who looked line. like Greg Pak. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Same guy? Uh-oh. Same John guy. Byrne and Greg Pak are the same guy? That's not good. John uh, Byrne look, has red hair. Look, look, he can go <laughs> either way. This, this, this drawing favors both of them. Now, here's an important, important, giant, important thing to note. Okay, okay. During this scene, we see, for about one second, a Sailor V patch. Yes, we do! And I wanted to bring that up because that raises so many questions about who has their memories and what they remember. Right. So this confirms 100% people know who Sailor V is. Which yes. we questioned whether she had been erased from existence or not by the end of Queen Barrel. And I don't, I guess not. No, like there is a Sailor V patch on someone's jacket. So obviously Minako was Sailor V and Minako had all the Sailor V licensing, which means people also know about Sailor Mars and Sailor Venus because they were in the Sailor V movie. And so was Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sort of. So, yes. yes, I know. They're on the poster. I know. So, so stupid. But, yeah, so then I guess there that had means... to be this weird moment two months ago where everybody was like, man, you, you know what's weird is how there used to be superheroes and now there's not superheroes anymore. <laughs> like, it's news. been like two months since we've seen any superheroes. Like, the news must have been upset. Well, even weirder must have been Minako's experience of that being like, yeah, that's Sailor V. She's pretty awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Sailor V's great. I love playing that video game. I wonder what all these checks are. I wonder what all these royalties are. I don't think she gets the money. I don't think she does. I think think somebody stole her like this. You don't think Artemis was the anonymous (laughs) agent? Oh, that makes so much sense. That's true. Artemis is the one cashing the checks. Right. Artemis getting set up for direct deposit. He wouldn't wouldn't give them to her even in the world where she remembers. You can do a lot over email these days. Exactly. Exactly. In in 2000. Or in 1984. Email rigged up through an arcade game, probably. (laughs) Through email and VR, or virtual reality. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, like, somewhere there is a college fund that Artemis has not told Minako about. For his kittens. I don't think he's going to give it to her. (laughs) Well, he did want to settle down and start a family. That's right. That weird pervert (laughs) with his perverted desires to have babies and get married. But Luna and Artemis have a kid. Shh, Yes, we don't know about that yet. Oh, okay. But 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 when which, when he which proposed also, this, which also there are a lot of things that I saw as a child. I didn't mention this last last week, 
there are a lot of things that I would see like on fan sites that I thought were just OCs. I thought were original <laughs> characters. I did not know Sailor Iron Mouse and the Sailor Starlights were like actual real canon characters <laughs> until like last year. That's amazing. Like, Oh, because I never saw them. Because I only so, ever saw the first, the first, uh, the first season series. Yeah, we we saw about the same. Yeah. I, I still think you guys are lying to me about Sailor Iron Mouse. I think it's an elaborate prank that you're pulling <laughs> on me. But yeah, so I would like see fan art of like like a like a a human Luna and a human Artemis and like a small child, and I was like, oh, that's really cute fan art of what these cats would look like if they were humans. <laughs> and like, oh, that's so cute. And then later, I was like. Oh, what? 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 Speaking anyway. of how awesome Luna is, this is my favorite part of this episode. I'm not sure that's what we were speaking of. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm go pretty ahead. Confident. I'm pretty confident. Uh, we, my favorite part of the episode is uh, Usagi harassing Luna here outside the virtual reality place because she's lamenting uh, once again that Mamoru doesn't have his memories back and starts grabs uh, Luna by the armpits and starts like shaking her around being like, you know, don't you? You know how to bring him back and you just won't do it. Tell me, tell me, tell me. And uh, we also get the like the least creepy interaction of Mamoru and Usagi, which is him going, hey, don't take your frustrations out on that cat. <laughs> Stop! Sh- that's weird. Stop shaking that cat around. You Although weirdo. he is smirking pretty hard about it. Yes, and he's coming. And then he immediately ruins classic. it by saying, "If you don't have a date, go to the library or something like a middle, like a good middle schooler, bunhead." I do feel very bad for Usagi in these. In no, in these yeah. in these episodes because, like, for a brief moment, the older guy that she had a big crush on like loved her and they were together and there was this there was this connection between them and now he has no idea who she is and that must be very painful especially to a 14 year old girl sometimes i will think about if what would happen if you if all of a sudden like like in a in a ridiculous movie your brain was in your body when you were much younger Uh uh-huh yeah and like i do think about that because obviously i'm i'm married to Devin, and i'm like if i was all of a sudden like 15 years old I wouldn't want to be like, okay, well, I have to wait a long time before I can marry Devin. You know what I mean? I'd want to yeah. be like, I, where's Devin? I have to find her and tell her no, that no, no, we're no. in love. We're married. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, look, I know we're 15, but trust me on this one. Yeah. So it would be. Yeah, I have had, I've had nightmares about that. <laughs> well, cause apparently, obviously you, as you said, it would be a Memoru and <laughs> soggy situation if that happened to you. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Anne is getting hassled by a street tough that uh, Memoru scares away because we know that Memoru loves to fight street toughs. Yeah, it's uh, really weird. Like, what is she? What is he hassling her about? Uh, I don't know. All I know is that when uh, she goes, "Oh, Memoru, you saved me," he does a Jim from the Office like camera take <laughs> about it because you know all of these teens are accosting him at all times. He the 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 street tough wants Anne to go out with uh, right. with them. And she slaps him on the face in the face. Yes. Uh, right before that, when when Usagi runs off to to chase Mamoru, oh, why can't you be more like that about being a sailor scout? And the, and I wanted to be like, she's the champion of love and justice. <laughs> like love first. Love, like, love is number one. That's her <laughs> you, yeah. You and and it just is. It, it's fucked up how little Luna cares about that. Like yeah. Like Luna <laughs> Luna knows that he is the reincarnation of like. Look, I know that we don't agree with it, but. <laughs> Luna does know that he's the reincarnation of Prince Endymion who lost his memories. Yeah. And died. I get where she doesn't want to bring the other scouts back because it's a thing where it's like, oh, like, 
she doesn't want to bring Isagi back because Isagi's finally living like a normal girl, and they're gonna like give her that. That is her reward: is that she no longer has to fight in this eternal war. But like, once Isagi's back, once the rest of the scouts are back, like, yeah, it's time. Go get memory back. That's give what I mean memories. about how like Luna's not very smart about stuff like this. Like she's like she's very dismissive of everything Isagi does. Yeah. Right. Very, it's very disrespectful to someone to her queen. <laughs> well, her space. Well, she's a princess. She's the, she's the only the moon pudding right now. Well, she's a princess for no. Again, she's a princess like Princess Leia is a princess. It doesn't make any sense. Well, Luna Luna is the current regent of the moon. Oh, is that what's happening? <laughs> I think so. Because you know, when Usagi is eighteen, she will take the throne. Oh, okay. And in the meantime, a cat is ruling over the remains of the moon kingdom. But won't she never be eighteen? Or is that just eh, physically? I mean, she'll be she'll 18. Be... <laughs> okay, yes. She'll just physically uh, never be 18. Uh, I do like that uh, Memory stops this guy from hitting on this girl and is like, hey, stop being so hard on girls. If only that guy had just been yelling at her uh, about her her weight and her bad grades on the street, right. he would have cruised on by. If right. only that street tough would have been like, you're a piece of trash and you're going to get fat. Like, you would have been like, approved. <laughs> That's the way to do it, chum. Better that than saying you have to go out with, with him, yes. So Nimuru as, never walks up to girls and says, you have to go out with me. As uh, Natsumi, who is Anne, and Isagi are literally, like, tugging on each of Memoru's arms. Uh, what's what's uh, Alan's name? Oh, jeez. Sejiro? Is that it? Sejiro? Sejiro uh, oh, Ginga? That sounds right. She hasn't said it yet in the scene. I mean, look, we could we could look it up and edit this part out, but we're not going to. We're just going to move on. He's in Alan. She's, yeah, she's, Alan. She, just, she keeps calling him brother. I don't know. So they are going to wait in this... Instead of just going in and stealing everyone's energy, because humans are so interested in VR, they're going to wait in this insanely long line. No, 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 no. They're not going to wait in the line. Oh, right. You're He's right. He's hypnotized they, they the... Yeah. He's hypnotized the clerk, so the clerk's going to let him in. Yeah, they get they get VIP. But literally, Anne is like, I'm going to take Memoru as my date because you're my brother. And so to cover this fact that you're my brother and not my lover, I'm going to have to have a date. Sorry, dude. And then Yusagi goes, then I will join you two. And it's like, that's not how dates work. <laughs> what do you mean, then I will join you two? The rest of the Sailor Scouts show up, and I should say, everyone's in their civilian outfits, but they are not new civilian outfits. These are civilian outfits we've already seen and commented on before. Uh, even uh, Shingo is in his, like, kind of, you know, Shingo and Dad are in their standard civilian outfit clothes. It is weird that, to me, that uh, Natsumi and Seijiro are in their school uniforms, but I have actually read before that you will see, like, kids in Japan wearing their school uniforms even when they're not, like, even when it's not a school day, just because that's what they they wear. Like, but, they're so used to wearing it every day. But also they're weirdos. Yeah, also they're, well, they're foreigners. I meant from outer space, like aliens. Yeah, yeah. They're, um, they're, they're foreigners. Can we talk about the fact that but, Luna is just talking in front of all these crowds of people? Yes, Luna yes. is clearly speaking out loud. And none of these people are tearing their hair out and wondering why the world has gone mad. I didn't notice it at first, but the thing that clued me in was when the four other scouts walk up and go, Hi, Luna! And I'm like, they're waving at a that, cat. That's a cat. <laughs> these four teens are having a conversation with a cat, which I guess is not unusual. It's a little weird for four girls to walk up and be like, Hi, little kitten! And call it by name. Hi, Luna! How are you doing? It's weirder for the cat to respond, <laughs> well, which yes. she does. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's, what's the English title of this episode? Well, it's VR Madness. 
<laughs> of course. Obviously. What does VR stand for again? Virtual reality. Okay, good. Good editor's note. <laughs> so we go into the uh, into the uh, VR game. Oh wait, wait, wait! You said you pointed out that Jupiter's wearing her an outfit we've seen before. She also is wearing her hat crooked. I just want to point that out. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> look at this! Look at this backwards cap. That, uh, no, it's that, like uh, it's like semi sideways. She's like the Fresh Prince or something. Yeah, well, look, <laughs> ah, ninety three. So cool. Oh, so cool. But that is a heterosexual woman. Right there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the the part of the virtual reality they're in first is the riding in a car all together in front of a screen part, which is not yeah. virtual reality in any way, shape or form. And there's a really there's a really great touch where all of the cars in the ride have two people in them. Yeah. Except for the car. <laughs> with with uh, Memoru, where oh. he has uh, Natsumi and Yusagi latched onto him. Now, and again, I like. This is I, weird. I know it's tragic. I do love season two Memoru, who's like, why? <laughs> right, why is right. this happening to me? Right, because, like, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, we've done, you know, you, we can all talk about their relationship is gross and all that, but it's double weird because this is a, like, I don't know, being generous at least 18 year old guy, at least, with. Two 14 year old girls draped on him, not just like holding his arm, but like all over him. It is so weird. Yeah. Yes. And like, and to his credit, he looks upset. Yes. Against him, he yes. is still there. Yes. He went in. Yeah. <laughs> he can't say no. He, he can't resist them. Or no, I he do. can resist like, them. See this, see, this is funny. Yeah, this when, is, this is when, funny. Because like, it's. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's innocent. Yes. It's a, it's schoolgirl crushes on this older guy who is not egging it on. He's not being, I mean, he was earlier, but he was, he's not being verbally abusive. Yeah, but he's not being like season two memory is not as mean. So in no. our memory, like when he sees you talking in the street, like see Jordan, your thing has always been that, it, oh, it's, it's a playful thing. Like yes. he's teasing her. Season one, Memoru crosses that line yes. every time he shows up. Well, Season two, Memoru is just like, like, hey, what's up, bunhead? <laughs> you know, he's very, like, it is much more teasing. Mm -hmm. And I think if you saw this version of Memoru first, like, you would have a, a much different idea than if you well, saw that, him in the first season. That technically is what I saw first. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think, I think you have a reason for seeing him in a different way than I do. And people who, you know, and people who read the manga first have a different reason for, you know, a different way to see him because he's younger in the manga. Mm -hmm. The relationship is, is structured differently in the manga. He's not as mean on the street. Like the, my, like I love that panel, you know, the, the, the first episode where he shows up and he goes 30, you're an idiot bunhead or whatever he says. Like in the manga, the line is, Hey bunhead study harder. Like, which is a much more teasing kind of line. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, I do I do kind of like the the awkward, like, if you freeze frame it on the shot that, that's panning across the the cars in the virtual reality game, like, he's, he's posed, so, like, he's closing himself off and kind of leaning away, trying to lean away from both of them, <laughs> and he can't. Right. It's, it's, it's very cute. It's really cute. Now here's the part I don't get. So so there's they all have some like a uh, slapstick comedy here where Sailor Moon uh, beats up her brother and then falls over and and uh, a a Alan uh, catches her and all this stuff. The part I don't get is the father then leans over and just goes, "Sagi, Sagi, Sagi." She goes, "What? Daddy trusts you." And she goes, "Dad, it's not like that." And I'm like, 
it, no, it absolutely is like yeah, that. It's yeah. like that. Like, what is she talking about? It's a hundred percent like that. She's well, you're she's trying desperately to drape her body all over this boy. Yeah, she is. She is dry humping him <laughs> in the middle of a virtual reality game. <laughs> Jesus. The thing is, though, like the last time that we saw dad was in the the one where they go on the trip to the shrine right Mm -hmm. where when she talks about having a boyfriend he flips out to the point where he almost wrecks the car and kills his family right so it's i guess it's nice to hear that i guess it's nice to hear that dad has you know character growth learned a little something about she should just be like she should just be like thank you not like it's not like that because it's like that uh so outside uh amy's reading her math book again (sighs) is that all she does that's yes. all she does. All she does. Uh, and we get another one of those examples of uh, Minako uh, saying a proverb wrong. Yep. Uh, in this case, it's hand warmers come to those who wait, which, again, I wish <laughs> I like I don't want to. I just want to get the puns. Yeah. <laughs> then this next part must be your favorite part, Chris. I know you've said you liked it in the past. When they gear up. Oh, oh yeah. When Shingo does his, uh, does his thing. Shingo comes out. And again, we've talked about this. I love it when people do superhero things in civilian clothes. Mm-hmm. It's my fave. Mm-hmm. I love it when Usagi does her, uh, what do you call it? Is it like a catchphrase, I guess? Introduction. Yeah. Her introduction. Yeah. I don't her know cheer what... <laughs> for herself. Oh, oh no. That's uh, we see Shingo with his laser tag equipment on doing this. Doing his version of Sailor Moon's cheer. And I love, I really love that Shingo is a huge Sailor Moon fan. Mm-hmm. I am the pretty grade school boy who fights for justice, he says. And he calls himself Sneaker Shingo and says, in the name of the moon, I'm going to punish you. <laughs> That's so cute. Sneaker it's really Shingo, cute. Yeah. So cute. This laser tag, um, the budget for this laser tag place is absurd. Oh, yeah, it's a Jedi. Like, this is a leftover it's Jedi so project. Good. I mean, I played... I love laser tag. I've played a few laser tag games in my time. They've never given me shin guards. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're also, again, 100% unnecessary because no <laughs> one, there's nothing to, in a proper laser tag, you've got teams and you're shooting at each other and you're running around and you're doing exciting stuff. This is, yeah, isn't this like a much cooler version where you have to like make your way through a, yeah. like I would totally play this laser oh, yeah. tag. It this looks awesome. But you're, but, but, but there's nothing happens. It's just, you walk through a really well done set and then a light comes on with a face in it and you go, Oh, I shot that bear. And then that's it. Have you ever played laser tag, Jordan? Do you like laser tag? Yeah, but yes, but I'm saying that's there's you're competing against other people. You're trying to shoot. Jordan, them are you going to come see, to my laser tag birthday party? See, I like this <laughs> because the thing that I was, oh, the thing that always bothers me about about laser, I get I get all I get all nervous and I get really like I I, I get all flustered because we're like I don't want to hurt my friends. Oh. But like if there was a cooperative one, where right, we just well, like, walk through a cool set and like shoot lions, like that would be really awesome. I think, but I think it needs to be more. I feel like the, the the monsters are not exciting, other than when the real monster shows up. You have the you, they just appear and you just shoot them, and the, again, it's like a shooting gallery. What if it was more like a cross between a laser tag and a haunted house? So you oh, walk, yeah. you walk through with that laser tag awesome. gear exactly, and then the, the bad guys can jump out and they can actually scare you, and you can shoot them and stop them. That'd be pretty sweet. That yes. would be pretty sweet. So Memoru and uh, the Seijiro start to get a little competitive, and there is an amazing yes. shot where the background goes away and is replaced by the side of a custom van <laughs> uh, which is where there is lightning crackling in the background and there is a spectral dragon and a spectral tiger so uh, 
Ellen is a dragon and Memory is a tiger. And like, I want this t-shirt. I want like that. I, that might make that my new desktop background because it's pretty cool. I mean, because, yeah, that's the thing. They're all acting like we're protecting each other. And it's like, it, from what? Is it a tiger, it's a tiger. or is it a lion? It's a tiger. It doesn't have that's a mane. It's a tiger. You know it didn't have a mane? The Tsavo man-eaters? It, it could be a... It the could two be lions a, that murdered over a hundred people. I was going to say, it could Africa. be a, a lady lion. They you sure about the ghost in the darkness? No, they were male They were male lions. They didn't have manes. Oh, really? That's a, ti- that's yeah. a tiger. That's that's a thing that happens. That's a tiger. Um, I think it's a Tsavo man Did you see... I think it's their I think it's their zodiac signs. I think we're all waiting to talk about this. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, did okay. you see our good friend boxing? Yes, I was going to bring that up. I was going to see if you noticed because Absolutely. when the monsters pop up in the little tubes that you shoot, the little Zordon tubes that you shoot lights at the lasers at, uh, there's like a Godzilla, there's like a Ghidra, there's like a Cthulhu-looking monster. It actually looks less like Cthulhu and more like a Shumagara. Sure. <laughs> and then there's Boxy. Who is A, a real monster that tried to kill Naru, and B, who, no one was there to see Boxy. No. <laughs> no one was there. It makes no sense. Of all the monsters they could have picked to show up, why Boxy? Why Boxy? Because he's the craziest one. Yeah, he's the weirdest monster in the history of Sailor Moon. But, like, there have been monsters that other people have seen. There have been monsters that have, like, attacked other people. Then like, you know what? That just lends even more credence to this being a Jedi project. Yeah, like I, it, well, Jedi was already dead by the time Boxy showed up. Boxy is an ancient monster. Oh, that's true. He's one of the seven great Yoma from the moon, where they, where they had boxing and priests <laughs> and puns. Oh, <laughs> uh, good old Boxy! It's nice to see Boxy show up. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. So yeah, uh, where's our fan fiction about Boxy? Someone write us some, some Boxy yeah, Boxy fiction. backstory. Uh, the, the whole the whole the whole thing of like Boxy the priest. Like, does that priest? What does that priest go through now that he knows he's a boxing monster? I bet that I bet that priest was a boxer, like who gave up boxing to join the uh, the priesthood and go to Japan. Oh, that's 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 a Rocky Five, oh. Rocky, Rocky Eight, I think. I was gonna say they've done five already. Well, they've done they've done six plus the Apollo Creed movie that's coming out. It's a lot. So, so all right, uh, with the Human Torch in it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I, if you not, it lo- like that trailer looks really good. Oh, I haven't watched it. I'll have to check it out. Well, I've only ever seen one Rocky movie. Guess which one? Uh, uh, was it Rocky? Was it Rocky Four, where he fought it, it Russia, was. where he brought yeah. down communism? It was. It was that one. You haven't seen Rocky One? I have not seen Rocky One. Okay. Do you know that Rocky One is a legitimately good movie? I have heard that. Well, here's the thing. I saw Rocky Four as part of a Sylvester Stallone marathon, where I saw four Sylvester Stallone. Movies. Okay. Can I guess? Can I guess? You can, but you will be wrong. But go ahead. Okay. Um, Rocky Four. Yes, obviously. <laughs> what over the top? Nope. No. No. Okay. Uh, Rocky Four. Stop or my mom will shoot. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Cobra. N- nope. Demolition Man. Yes. Okay. I actually I think I remember you going to this. Okay, so it was Rocky Four, Demolition Man. What were the other two? Uh, Oscar. Did Oscar make it? <laughs> no. You know what? I like Oscar. I don't care what anybody says. One what, okay. What were the other two? Tango and Cash. Okay, makes sense. Which. I was like, why does that movie exist when you could just watch Lethal Weapon and it's good? And then also... <laughs> I mean, look, fair. Paradise... Oh, gosh, was it Paradise Alley or Paradise Garage? Paradise Alley, I think it's called. Which is another one he wrote and directed. My takeaway from the Sylvester Stallone marathon was I don't really like Sylvester Stallone very much. <laughs> <laughs> so the best of those movies was Demolition Man, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, you said... Well, yeah, I guess Demolition Man's probably better than Rocky Five. Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Ro- yeah. I mean, Rocky Four is... Mostly montage. 
<laughs> that is true. It is like 90% montage. Including a montage of the entire first three movies. A, a montage of that severely overestimates the resources of the Soviet Union. Yeah. I think. And also, I love the fact that... Wow, it's super off topic, guys. Welcome I, back to Stallone business. Yes, I love... <laughs> Sly, Slyler business. I love the fact... Giant spoiler for Rocky IV. That not only does he have to defeat communism, but the, the Russian boxer has to abandon all his principles of of communism because the communists are all like win for us and he's like i'm doing it for me and it's like boo boo so it's like you know what my favorite part of rocky for <laughs> even break that yes but it's a christmas movie oh get what about the, the what about the talking robot don't you like christmas the talking Day? robot don't you like the talking robot the best? Isn't that the best part? No, no, no. My legit favorite part of that movie is that they schedule the fight for Christmas Day because so they don't have Jesus in Soviet Russia. Uh, no respect. Anyway. Bad movie. Anyway. Back at the virtual reality game, uh, Memory finally goes, hey, you can't make people like you by forcing yourself on them. And then immediately, Usagi puts her hand on his shoulder and goes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is delightful. That was that was a fun part of the episode. Absolutely, because Anne uh, is. I mean, Anne is pushing really hard. Oh yeah, Anne is pushing. Like when she is compared to someone who is uh, making crayon drawings of past lives and showing them to you on the street, and she's still the one pushing harder. She's pushing pretty hard. Uh, she also shoots a laser out of her finger at this point, which is pretty cool. Does she? Yeah, because she, uh, when one of the... I mean, that's what, like, when I go to play laser tag, I make sure I bring my shin guards and my laser finger. <laughs> chest protector. My chest protector and my laser finger. Yeah. No. Just gives me, it gives me a uh, advantage over the competition. Wait, why yeah, do you just keep saying laser tag? You mean virtual reality. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean VR. <laughs> yeah. Oh, today. wait. Maybe we're misinterpreting. Maybe none of this is physically happening. Maybe they're in VR helmets sitting in a chair. No, I don't think are they, that's... Are they Oculus Rifting? <laughs> exactly. Can you think of anything lamer than a bunch of teenagers just sitting with, like, Daft Punk helmets on their heads? Like, yeah, this is fun. You yeah. say that, You say that, but you know in, like, three years when we're doing that, you're going to be like, this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, in, in what, like 2018 technology? Sure. In 2014 technology? In 1993 technology. Uh, I mean, 1990, whatever. I don't understand. Oh, I, God, if it was 1993 I don't think technology. At all. I can't, like, visualize the 90s. So for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, old shit, like 2004. Like, I'm trying to think about what game system I had in, in 1993. So would that have been Super a Genesis? Yeah. Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. So, like. Of, uh, did you have a Genesis, Jordan? I did. Were you one of those rich kids? No, 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 no. I just had a Genesis. Okay, look, continuity for people who don't listen to my other podcast. Oh, Since up. I was a kid, I have been obsessed with the idea that Nintendo was the working class system. And that if you had a Genesis, you were rich. No. And if you had a, a Genesis and a Super Nintendo, you were like a one percenter. Oh, that, I mean, that last part sounds true, but like. I mean, look, and I know it's not actually true. No. I know that I was a day one customer for literally every version of the Game Boy, but also I've never, like, it is a belief in the way that some people are certain in their religious faith. I am 100% certain that if you had a Genesis, you were richer than me. Like, you were in a different social class than my family. I mean, that is a thing I believe that I will never stop believing. I, I don't know. Like, weren't they the same price? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just remember like it was it's one of those like I it's one of those things where like I read Nintendo Power and so like I was a Nintendo guy. Like I, you know, the the Genesis was it was inferior and overpriced and the tool of the oppressor. I, like it, I like Sonic. It all just ugh, do you? Sonic, yeah. I also once said that no like I said this on Twitter. I was like, hey, I just want to be real with you guys. No Sonic game, like the best Sonic game, is worse than the worst Mario game. Wait, wait. And people wanted to challenge what that. What is the people worst like, Mario game? Come on. Uh, what is the worst Mario game? Like, people no were like, well, Mario is missing. And I was like, no, I don't care. Like, whatever. Like, yeah, Sonic that, and Knuckles that, is worse than Mario is missing. And I was like, yes. No. I'll stand by. I'll also, fight it. also, they came up with that cool. Listen, not that this existed when I bought the system, but they came up with that whole thing of like, you can alter the game with the other game. That was sweet. Yeah, it's fine. Also, they uh, the look. The most important thing is Genesis had Toe Jam and Earl, which was my favorite video game. I also had a Dreamcast. <laughs> what? Like, like it is purely okay. hypocritical. Yeah, you, what? Just, like, I did not have a Dreamcast. Get out of here with that. But speaking of, so yeah, my like, point was, my point was, <laughs> 1993 technology, like Sonic the Hedgehog quality graphics in your eyes. Oh my God, it's so real. I've been <laughs> fooled. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, some some virtual reality is happening. Uh, Natsumi and Seijiro abandon their human disguises and turn back into Ale and Anne, standing in the middle of this weird, creepy VR cave. And they pick a they pick a Cardian. Alan Ale specifically says, "Pick the most appropriate Cardian for this setting." Now the setting is a VR or virtual reality game parlor, shooting gallery slash laser tag. <laughs> The Cardian that that not that uh, Ant picks is Hell Ant, <laughs> who is a giant ant <laughs> from yeah. Hell. It doesn't presumably. make any sense. She just yells Ant a lot, and except that she doesn't. She's nothing like an ant. Ants do not have hair tentacles. No, <laughs> not in my are you, experience. Are you, are you an entomologist, Jordan? <laughs> no, I hate bugs, but I yeah. So maybe you don't know about ants having hair tentacles. Yeah, there could be species that I've never seen. Yeah, th- this is a creature that yells ant and yeah has these tentacles that come out of her hair that grab people by their hair and drain their energy yes why i don't know <laughs> i honestly don't know and i remember thinking you were talking about like all the 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 mythological stuff i was like is this supposed to be a weird twist on medusa or something and i was like no well maybe maybe a myrmidon which were the ant soldiers but again like i don't really even think that fits yeah so yeah like look we got answers on boxy I don't think we're ever going to get answers again. <laughs> so, so Usagi is uh, really bad at this game. She, she never thought she was going to be good at it, and she's not. She tries to shoot monsters and totally misses. Okay, well, uh, real, real quick break. Oh, please. Aiden was just trying to Google Hell Ant Sailor Moon, and it auto-completed to Hell and Sailor Moon. So I want to see if there's any uh, conspiracy theories about Sailor Moon leading your children to the path of Satan. You got anything, sweetheart? Mm, no. <laughs> okay, bummer. I'm just, like, Sailor Moon Hell, Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. What? That sounds like something you would love, Jordan. I know, I know that's your favorite movie. Episode 1 of the original Sailor Moon Hell series. In this episode, Usagi discovers the identity of her real father. That's on MySpace. That's on MySpace! <laughs> wow. What? You're so shocked. What? What is like? What is MySpace? Like, what? Is MySpace it? was a place for friends. Ugh, oh God, remember having a top eight? I do remember having a top eight. You know what? You're both in my top eight. Aww. Aww. Aiden is higher. Uh, 
just want to make that clear. That's right. Wait, so, what, yeah, so what is this? Is it, it, oh, it this this episode? I don't. I'm not gonna. Okay, not you know gonna... what it is? It looks like yeah. it's it's the Sailor Moon live action show, and they've like fake subtitled it. <laughs> That's cool. That's a fun thing to do. So it's like it's like an old it's like an old video project from the MySpace days. Yeah. Not crazy about Hellant's design, no, by the way. Not that great. She's got tentacles. She's got like a hair flower. In the English dub, they address her as a bee due to her abdomen resembling a bee abdomen. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> Thank you, Wikipoon. I was just on that same page, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shingo and Dad show up and she goes like, It looks real. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because it looks about as real. Well, I guess it looks about as real as Boxy, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Which was real. Well, no, um, Boxy again. It didn't look real because Boxy was a weird hologram that got cut off at the arms. You know what I'm saying? It didn't look real at all. None of the things look real in this. <laughs> yeah, but they look as real as everything else. Like that is what monsters look like. No, they look like a fake hologram of a monster, whether the monster be real or not. Whereas this is a thing that's walking around and grabbing people by the hair. That's way realer. <laughs> That is that is true. Uh, I do like that uh, Memru grabs Usagi and goes, "Let's go, Bunhead. We're aiming for the top score." Yeah, like, he because he's saving her from all of the monsters. Basically, the monsters. she's like, "Yes, this is how it should be." Again, she is a magic princess, and she's relying on a dude no, to no, save her. No, no. Well, first of all, she's not not in any danger. Not actual <laughs> saving. She doesn't like. It, War games, like she said. She wants she wants a man to take care of her. If Tuxedo Mask was not there, she would learn way more self-reliance. No, no, no. I'm just... She wants someone who loves her to take care of her. The fact that he's a man, I want someone to take care of me, too. It doesn't have to do <laughs> with being a man or a woman. <laughs> and Devin yeah, does the, a great the, job taking care of me. Like, the patriarchy <laughs> is real, though, and there's, like, do you need me... Do you need me to, like, explain, like, the, like, like, power... And no, like I'm just saying that her like enjoying the power and oppression and how like a woman. I did not wanting... think we were gonna get this deep in this episode. No, I'm just wanting... saying that her enjoying the fact that this guy is is grabbing her by the hand and leading her through this place doesn't mean like that she's oppressed. She can just like that he's holding her hand and cares about her for a moment. Okay, but like, do you know about the patriarchy though? <laughs> like, do you know? Like that is like that. There are definitely there is definitely a difference between a a, a young girl. Being saved by a dude and a difference between like a forty-three-year-old man, yeah, and like no. your wife taking care of you. Like there's a difference there, especially in fiction and like real life too. Like those, like those two things are different. I don't know. I don't know why you're arguing this. Yeah, That's what like, I'm saying it's, it's a bad. Argument. Well, it would work better if she was talking about how if it, if she hadn't said this is how it should be. Yeah. If she had talked about like oh this is a thing that you know. We used to fight monsters together. Yeah. Like, that, if that, that was different. the line, it would be fine. But instead, she, you know, she really instead, is. Instead, she goes into dream mode. But and I don't, I don't, up I don't and, take it as her being like, well, okay. To me, it wasn't her being, this is how it should be. He should save me and I should not have to do anything. And, and that's because I don't need to protect myself or do anything in life. I, I, he, I think she means that he cares about her again and that he, well, that's how I took it. Look, I think that's a fair interpretation, I but I also fair. think it's the 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 action that it's couched in could could be better. Yes, like if if Usagi was doing literally, like if Usagi was shooting any monsters, yeah, like if, if like if, if she they had were, a gun in her hand, if they were to get like she, working together well, in this, it. it would be it would, yeah. yeah exactly. Of course she did. She dropped it. 
I just, I don't think Tuxedo Mask adds anything to the story or to the character or to anything. I if think he's they... completely unnecessary. And I think he just, again, I just think he, he uh, takes away from the character of Usagi. In this particular scene, if they were acting as a team instead of him literally grabbing her by the wrist and dragging her shot everything, mm-hmm. then I think the imagery would be a whole lot different. Yeah. Well, but I mean, we we constantly okay. I mean, I'm going to say bad things about Usagi for a moment, but we constantly show Usagi being kind of a failure, even in episodes where she's at her most and he doesn't come and save her. A lot of times, before she will defeat the monster, she spends five minutes crying and and getting attacked by the monster for no reason, uh, and and dodging it and going ah. I mean, that's just the way she is. She she only does what she has to do when she has to do it, not because she never really wants to do it. Yeah, I mean, so like, so why have Tuxedo Mask interfere and, like, have to show up? Like, I think Usagi is the most powerful and the most interesting, like you said, at the season finale, yeah. right, where she has no one. No one is going to come and save her, so she doesn't. So she clearly has the ability to go and save herself, but every single episode, well, but- she waits for Tuxedo Mask but even, to interfere. Even in the finales, she she is by herself, but she wins by thinking about other people being there. But she but she does it. She marches into the Dark Kingdom by herself. And after you've seen that, it does feel like we're going backwards in a lot of ways. And I think that's the stumbling block of the first part of season two. Yes. Like, like I think, honestly, the most interesting that Memory is... Is after, like, I know we don't, we're not huge fans of Rini, but, like, after Rini shows up, and it's, like, kind of an inevitable thing, like, I do feel like Tuxedo Mask is interesting in the time between Rini showing up and coming back from the future and telling himself he needs to ditch his girlfriend. Well, the, I mean, the other like, thing about, well, the thing about Rini is you, you say we're not fans of Rini, and I'm not, but that doesn't mean I don't necessarily like what she does to the show. I just yeah. think she's a jerk. Yeah, she's she's a you have been very unkind to Rini in the past. Just like just like in the sense that I don't like Sailor Mars, but I'm you know glad she's around. Way, <laughs> I have way more complicated feelings about Rini, whether or not I like Rini, than I do with uh, Darian. Really? Like I I go actually I go back and forth on Rini, and I just I I don't like like the more episodes of Sailor Moon I watch, the more episodes of Sailor Moon I watch of, of Rini, I was like. Oh, okay. Like I see what this is. The more episodes I watch, until we got to the one where they—it's revealed that they forgot her birthday. Where you flipped out. I hated that. Anyway, don't, that'll be later. I'll be there. <laughs> but uh, no, but like the more I, the more, the more Darian I'm exposed to, the more I'm like, why is he here? What's the point? Yeah. Because like there are so many other people that she cares about. Like, why does it have to be this rando dude who does nothing? And again, I think a lot of that is a stumbling block in structure. He like. I prefer the anime to the manga, and we've talked about that. Well, Darian comes off, a, or Memory comes off a lot better in the manga. I mean, I, I think, think, but I think that, well, I, I mean, I guess I'm just going to say it. I think the reason they he exists is so she can have a love interest. That's it. But, it's yeah. so she can yeah. ha- be happy and have a boyfriend and get married, and that's the end. Yeah, it just, but I, the, the, I think it's that he it, constantly saves her. Yeah, that's is, the problem. And, like, say, I mean, again, he, seen, he saves her spiritually which i don't even believe in but you know what i'm saying like he saves her more morality or morally by making her spirits rise and go i can do this like he doesn't he 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 helps her out for half a second yes like the monster's there like there are enough well done love interests in fiction that actually like contribute to the plot and have better (laughs) character growth and better uh 
and 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 help the main help the protagonist along a lot better. I mean, Mamoru is no Lois Lane. Well, that is true. You know what I mean? I mean, like, it depends like, on the Lois Lane, I guess. I would read I would read Sigla Moon's boyfriend Memoru Chiba though. I would read the hell out of that comic. <laughs> yeah. It's just I, like, I would love to read the comic about Memoru trying to trick Sailor Moon into marriage every week. <laughs> that would be great. I just there are there are well done there are well done male love interests for women out there and i don't i don't think this is not one of them that's all sure. so as they're going through you saw it goes into her fantasy uh which i i do love their like <laughs> she's <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't like choosing yeah and we've seen never. Them, like because in this fantasy world we get the, the sparkly bubbly background and in like tuxedo mask is holding her by one hand and moonlight knight is holding <laughs> her by her other hand and i just wish andrew was holding onto her feet <laughs> like i wish you know, Andrew and and Jedi were there, like just grabbing onto her legs, like Sailor Moon and her harem of boys. <laughs> just like yeah, just like she always does. Yeah. Although it is funny in this case because at this point she still thinks Moonlight Knight is Darian. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's super weird that she's like, "What if there were two Darians?" <laughs> yeah. So, so, so then, uh, but it turns I love out that her her eyes turned into huge cartoon hearts. Yep. That beat. I just I love her. Uh, what you she, love her since when? You know, some I said sometimes. She, she's yeah. Aiden's third favorite. Mm-hmm. Tied with everyone tied, else. Tied with everyone else. Tied with everyone else. Um, I, I like them all, guys. What are you talking? Okay, about? okay. You and Chris enjoy liking <laughs> them all. I just like Mars and then Jupiter and then everyone else. That's not a problem. So it turns out it's not Moonlight Knight holding her hand. It's Shingo. And Shingo's like, Dad's hurt or Dad's in trouble, which is weird because, again, they're in VR world. They're in. What was that? VR world? Virtual reality world? Virtual reality. Got it. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry sorry to confuse you. They're in laser tag game. They're like Dad's in trouble means like he's pinned down and they're going to laser him any second. You know what I mean? It's just so strange that he's like. At any rate, so then he's like, no, no, I'm going to take Darian there. You stay here, sister. You're, you can't handle this. You are a weak woman. You're <laughs> and a man. He literally says, I'm a man. You wait she here. It was like nine. It <laughs> was like ten. He's a tiny, good old Sammy. He's a tiny baby. I'm a man. You stay here, Usagi. So she, she's like, what? 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 And so... No. <laughs> and again, when they get when we cut back to Dad, because we we get a little uh, bit outside where uh, Mathbook and the rest of the Sailor Scouts are still waiting in the very long line to get into the the VR arena. <sighs> uh, but when we cut back to Dad, he is like he's acting very like he is down on his back, but he's still like shooting his laser tag gun at the monster as though he's like surely this is still all part of the show. Like I'm gonna sell this drama, but surely. If this I just is going to work. if I just hit the right part of the monster, yeah, it's a very dad thing to do. <laughs> so the, she grabs his gun and then he breaks the cord and he falls over. And thankfully, that's when Darian shows up and he he has seen. I guess he's seen this happening and gone. That's a real monster. That's not part of the game. So he has taken off his armor, bundled it up, and pegs it at her head. Hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty uh, great. I do love that uh, all of the cardians. <laughs> are uh they can only say their names they're like pokemon so i love that when he chucks his backpack at helen's head Helen just goes Ant! <laughs> and uh, so him and sammy are gonna fight a monster they're totally just gonna fight a monster and then dad helps out throwing a 
uh, what is it? A, a fire hydrant adder, not a fire, fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher. Not a fire hydrant. Not a fire hydrant. Sorry. Uh, I do love that that uh, Mr. Skino also gives himself an introductory speech. Like Run when he throws family. the fire extinguisher and uh, Helen turns around, he says, "A parent's duty is to protect the child children he loves. Come and get me, monster!" <laughs> Which is like it's a, they are a very dramatic family. <laughs> they are a family that announces their intentions. But she tentacles them all. They're all taken out. Uh, so meanwhile, Isagi. Uh, I guess she just saw that happen and she transforms because then she transforms. Yes, because her dad and uh, brother and moon boyfriend are being hoisted <laughs> aloft by an ant? Question mark. She doesn't look anything like an ant. No, not at all. Not in the really slightest. drop the ball on this one. Really drop the ball. So yeah, so she shows up, but see that's the thing. She transforms and then she still doesn't show up for like a bit. You know what I mean? Yusagi is just, uh-huh. she has transformed ostensibly somewhere in the, in the laser tag, but she has yet to reveal herself. And then we still get to watch uh, Mamoru fighting the, the ant creature for a while before Sailor Moon finally, finally shows up. Yeah, it, it, look, she, she, she's got a, they're a very dramatic family. She's got to wait for the, uh, the right time. How dare, how dare he uh, bully those who are nice to her or those she cares about? Yeah, exactly. This is an anti-bullying episode, right? <laughs> That's the moral. Well, well it, it is very anti. There, there's a oh, big Oh, anti bullying. <laughs> no, that's the worst. Uh, so, so then the big Sailor dramatic moment. finally dramatically yes. steps out of the shadows and confronts Anne, or Alan, I guess. Uh, and then the good news is she gets right to it. Takes out her tiara, throws it at well, the monster. She says, she says, I won't accept any apologies which is so close to her established catchphrase of that's unforgivable. Right. But it's like, why, why is it the same idea worded differently? So then she takes out her tiara and she throws it at the monster and kills it and it's over. Right. Uh, so end of the episode. So what did we learn, Jordan? <laughs> oh, wait. Hang on. Oh, wait. No. Uh, it's kind of like it's, it's Usagi's crisis because the tiara stops working. <laughs> that's the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah. The tiara... Stops working and it falls to the ground with a clank. Say goodbye to this animation, everybody. Say good, like we're not this. This is this the last time? Is this the last time we see Moon Tiara action? I would guess so. Uh, well, because now you'll have to remember. In, two episodes ago, she learned she doesn't have the Moon Stick, and she has the Moon Stick, I guess. Yeah, so we didn't. No, she doesn't. We, she doesn't have, have the crystal, so we don't have uh, uh, Moon Healing. So she's anymore. got no attacks. That's why. That's why Jupiter has to lightning bolt. Exactly. But first, before that happens, what shows up but a white rose? Oh. Uh. Everybody's favorite character, Moonlight Knight, shows up and says, even in a world of wicked shadows, a beautiful flower a of love person, will blossom. Do you think a white person has cosplayed Moonlight Knight? Oh, I'm sure of it. Uh, okay. Sure of it. Uh, Google, of Google time. All right. Let's Moonlight, see. Moonlight Knight cosplay. Knight cosplay. Yep. There, yeah, there are tons of them. Yeah. A lot of Moonlight... And they are all white, white guys. <laughs> no, there's some white women also doing it too. So there you go. So guys, hey white people, fellow white people, stop. Just chill. Would it be better if a Japanese just person did it or chill. No, I don't think it'd be good if anyone did <laughs> I, it. I but think this maybe. is like but it's like especially egregious when white when like when white people do it. It's like, like look, guys. I have seen I've seen some really great Red Skull cosplay. But I also feel like Red Skull maybe should be off the table. Like, Red Skull's a literal Nazi. Like, yeah. Like, you know, Red Skull should maybe be off the table. Well, the movie shifts him less Nazi, more Hydra. So there eh, <laughs> eh. oh, Here's a drawing of uh, Bart Simpson as the Moonlight Knight for some reason. What? 
Yeah, it's got Homer as tuxedo mask, Bart as Moonlit Night, uh, Marge as Jupiter, Maggie as... I can't tell who Maggie is, because it's either Maggie or, or Lisa as Mercury, but they both kind of look like they're Mercury, so I don't know. It doesn't. Y'all got too much time on your hands. <laughs> I didn't like, draw wait. it. I actually I really like this over some of those tuxedo I know, masks. I know you, I'm just saying, like, y'all as in, like, people oh, out okay. there, don't, don't draw The Simpsons as anyone. So wow. Moonlight Night shows up. That's all. Now, Moonlight Night shows up. The reason, of and course, that that's crazy is... Darian's right there. Darian's right there. He, he helps save... Oh, by the way... Oh, guys. Moonlight Night, he's the white wind that brings color to darkness. <laughs> that's, that is true. <laughs> My favorite thing... Again, I, I, I am kind of growing to love season two memory. Because yeah. when Moonlight Night shows up, he goes, Oh, jeez. It's another weirdo. <laughs> Yeah, he he talks smack about the guy who is probably him, except it I can't mean, be. I love that Darian, like, Darian without his memories is over it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Darian is done. Like, I got some schoolgirl <laughs> throwing her crown around. I got this guy. He's, uh, I got Lawrence of Arabia over here. He's 100% calm at all times, and he's not afraid to say something obnoxious to anyone who's around. That's true. Look, I think I think we could all learn a little something from that. Moonlight Knight tells him for the calmness. Yeah, maybe Moonlight Knight tells him to stand aside. True courage does not seek fights, but I have to settle the fights that come my way. Uh, so he jumps in and does a sword like, kind move, of samurai move. Yeah, uh, with his uh, Arabian scimitar, uh, which raises the question: I mean, okay, Sailor Moon no longer has the moon crystal; she can't do moon healing. She her tiara isn't working, so she can't do moon tiara action. Could she just start stabbing monsters? If she Could had she a sword, but she does not. Start, oh, fortunately, someone is here to show up with the ultimate attack. I mean, because actually, this is what I just want to say. He cuts off a bunch of her tentacles. Oh, how badass! No, it doesn't do anything. No, it, like, it do hurts her for like two seconds, and then she's like, "I've got a million other tentacles." This Again, Moonlight Knight is really good at hurting a monster for like two seconds. <laughs> yes. Useless. Useless. Fortunately, we get uh, the ultimate power attack. Bubbles. Bubbles. No. No. The dumbest attack. attack. Let's see. Does it even do anything? Let's see. Let's see. So she shoots her bubbles. And does it get foggy? We don't even see it get foggy because immediately Ray is shooting fire. Yeah. That that water, as we all know, is a conductor for the fire. No, that is the opposite. It makes it more effective. (laughs) Opposite? Makes it more effective. Yeah, wet things burn more easily. Wet things burn more easily. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's true. That's science. That's science. Jordan. Jordan. That's anti-science. Jordan. That is science. Jordan, Jordan, go turn on your stove and then like flick some water at the burner. And you'll, I like, mean, but don't do that because you will let your house on fire. Yeah, it'll, I mean, it's, it's, it's the water really is highly bad. explosive. It's well, this sounds explosive. dangerous, so I'm not going to do it. But what happens here is they, having done that one attack, uh, the scouts all turn around so that Sailor Moon can cry at them for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not so, not so good. Uh, and Venus is like, don't cry, Sailor Moon, here's your tiara. And then she shoots laser beams. <laughs> Out of her fingers. Maybe all of Sailor Moon's attacks should not be based on objects that she has. Because everyone else just seems like they can shoot lasers and lightning out of their hands. Yeah, but you know they have to be because her real power is friendship. And friendship is not a weapon. That's fair. Supreme Thunder kind of shocks the the Cardian uh, and holds it in place. And then uh, the Crescent Beam goes right to the belly button. Which I guess was Helen's weak spot. (laughs) Like right to the tummy. Yeah. And uh, destroys destroys Helen. That's where croissants go. That yeah, that is true. Is. Croissant beams go straight to your tummy. <laughs> that monster's not going to get a cold because its tummy is burning up. Mm. It's turned into a card. 
So Alan and Anne are like, whatever, <laughs> we're out. Yeah, they they surround Again, them. They give them all a dirty look. <laughs> they, the Sailor Scouts like surround them and give them dirty looks, and they just go gone. Even in battle, your friendship glows beautifully. Adieu. Uh, and then Moonlight Knight vanishes. <laughs> and then Darian goes, who are you people? <laughs> so see, over it. See, Darian is great. So over it. You know you should love him. He's really good in this episode, I will say. He is really fun in this episode. Uh, he gets distracted and they Batman on him. They uh, they vanish while he looks away. And then we see back at the Skino household, uh, Mom is... Uh, helping out with with treating their wounds and putting something that stings on Shingo. He's like, oh, that hurts. And she goes, yeah, that's what happens when you go out and leave me behind. It's like, Mom, you kicked everyone out of the house. Like, yeah. you pulled Yusagi out of bed and kicked her out of the house. Meanwhile, so don't blame them for going out without you. Meanwhile, Yusagi is choking Luna to death. <laughs> yes, she's she's got her in the, in the tight hug. Tr- trust me, cats do not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Luna talks. Oh, just Luna a little. says just Yusagi's a name in the living room. Just a little. Nobody's paying attention. They're listening to Shingo scream. <laughs> and that's it. That is our episode. That's oh. episode fifty. What a what a great fiftieth episode celebration. Yeah, it's Thumbs like a uh, definitely an upper. Definitely. I feel like the tiara. Well, I guess we'll talk about it afterwards. But um, but Jordan, I I feel like we learned a lot from this episode. What were we supposed to learn from this episode, Chris? This one, I think you you will guess ahead of time. So here oh, okay. Let me let me see. Were we supposed to learn that virtual reality is cool, but don't get caught up in video games when you should be doing your homework? You should write '90s morals. Video games are major cool, but they shouldn't be your only interest. There's way more to life. Get outside and play. Hike, exercise, see your friends. Or you could try studying or paying attention to your responsibilities. There's nothing wrong with video games in moderation, but there's plenty else going on in the world. Oh, don't miss out. Sailor Moon says... (laughs) Got it. I got it. Got it. Called it. Yep, you sure did. All right, so now it's time for Sailor Businesses, where we talk about what we learned from the episode. Aiden, what did you learn from this episode? When you're going to laser tag, don't forget your shin guards. <laughs> They're very important safety first, guys. Shingo got, like, for having shin guards and, like, forearm guards and a chest protector <laughs> on, Shingo is jacked up at the end of that episode, too. The shin guards did nothing. I guess maybe it would have been that's worse. A, that's why you have to bring your own. Because oh, if okay. you use the ones that, like, the laser tag place gives you, I mean... Yeah, I mean, they're going to cheap out, right? obviously. One size fits all. They're going to be made of plastic. you got to bring your own. Jordan, what did you learn from this episode? Oh, uh, God. Well, I certainly didn't learn how VR works, because that was not in but this episode. How it works? <laughs> Virtual reality. I'm sorry. Virtual oh, sorry. Reality. Okay, thank you. I guess I learned that... <laughs> I guess I learned that when middle school girls are... Are grabbing onto you, you have no choice but to take it. You just you're not allowed to like throw them off of you and run away. I guess. It's I just know. go home, Darian. You have an apartment. <laughs> if they say you're on a date with them, like you just have to go wherever they want you to go. Go tend to your rose bushes that you don't remember why you have anymore. <laughs> Do you think he has white roses now? No, because clearly Moonlight Night is someone else. Oh, I right, don't know. Right, 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 right. I don't know how that's going to end up. I learned that when weird things start happening to you, just just no-sell it. <laughs> just like, if if monsters and weird superheroes and aliens start showing up, just be like, what? Like, who are you? Another like, weirdo. 
Yeah, just like just a bunch of weirdos. That's how you should react to those strange situations. There, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's terrific. I it, I was gonna say it's very much like the beginning of Rocky Horror Picture Show with Brad, where he's just like, oh, look at these crazy people. Yeah, uh, this episode again, like I, I know that this is really episode four of season two, but. For it being episode 50 of Sailor Moon, I kind of feel like the moon tiara no longer working is kind of a big thing. You know, but that feels like that that's what happens at the end of 49 and mm. she gets her she would get her new attack in number 50. Well, okay, well, let's talk about this for a moment cuz technically it's in this episode. I I I watched the tri- the preview for next episode and they did the exact thing we were joking about last episode where they're going Next episode, oh no, my transformation locket stops working. What will happen? Find out in Sailor Moon gets an upgrade. <laughs> oh, well, gee, I wonder. Transformation. <laughs> I wonder what will occur. <sighs> they just don't, they don't like setting up for the drama in, uh, in Japan, apparently. Yeah, they really don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I do feel like using the Doomtree arc as like a segue into her getting her new powers by having everything kind of stop working on her is pretty fun sure you know because you know, the silver crystal's gone like and that kind of sets everything up like if the silver crystal's gone well she's gonna go back to the tiara but how do we get some drama about that like oh well we can make that stop working too of the doom tree saga so far i do actually like this episode it's fun it's goofy way more than last week's way more than last week's i would uh, you know certainly recommend Giving this one a watch. It's not one of my favorites, but I do think there's enough fun in it that it's worth giving a watch. And hey, second second appearance of Boxy. Third appearance of Boxy. Oh, right, Boxy yeah. comes back in the in the end of that uh the Silver Crystal saga. Uh Aiden, any final thoughts on the episode? Uh it's fine. <laughs> it's it's a fine it's a fine episode. This is not this is not I, I'm whatever about the Doomtree saga. It's fine. Do you not like the Doomtree saga? It's fine. <laughs> the look I'm getting right now. The, I mean, the part of the Doomtree saga I like is the is Alan and Anne. I like them and their ridiculous uh, secret identity interactions with Darian and, and Usagi. I called her yeah. Darian and Usagi. Wow, I mixed that one up. You know what I'm saying. That's the fun part. This episode, I think, it's, again, maybe better than the last episode, but it's still pretty stupid. And <laughs> it's not, not the best of it. Uh, I mean, Hell Ant is not a good monster. No. Not a good design. Not no. a good monster. It doesn't make any sense. It's fun for the Alan and Anne and the, and the, and the Memoru stuff. Uh, the rest of it is pretty dopey. Yeah, I think that is a, a fair, fair assessment. Uh, cool. So that brings us to the end. This is episode 50 of Sailor Business, everybody. Yay! So, which means, again, don't forget your action steps, which are talk to us about what you want us to do for this contest. We're going to have a contest. For yes, we are going to give books. away a complete set of Sailor Moon manga. And in fact, which we have spent the last 50 episodes telling you is the inferior version of the show. We're not buying anybody DVDs. <laughs> Right, right, right. I mean, the manga's fun. You get the short stories, which are great. You get Sailor Sailor V in there, too. Sailor V's in there as well. So two volumes of Sailor V, two volumes of the short stories, plus one through 12 of the entire Sailor Moon saga. Plus, like I said, Uh, there's a promotional poster that I have a copy of that I'm throwing in there as well. So let us know how you would like us to give those away. Uh, Tweet at us, at Sailor Business. And in addition to that, you can also send us listener questions and your fan fiction, anything about Sailor Moon. Uh, I'm going to try and get some of that Super NES game played <laughs> by the time we record. I'm going to try and buy some DVDs by the time we next record. Uh, so hopefully we will have those in place. And don't forget, we are going to do a special Halloween episode 
for the musical where they fight Dracula, which is very exciting. Thanks again to T.A. Noonan for letting us know that that is on YouTube. So yeah, that's it. Uh, Aiden, before we go, where can everyone find you online? I'm on Twitter at goodnessaiden. That's A-I-D-A-N. Please do not send me any defense of the patriarchy tweets. I don't care. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't care. Please don't do, they, do it. People actually try to defend the patriarchy, do you? Uh, well, I was on War Rocket Ajax last, last week. That's and, my other podcast. And I got an anonymous Tumblr message saying not all men, which is stupid. That's a stupid thing to say to me. It's a stupid thing to say to anyone. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's dumb. So don't, don't, if you're like, I'm going to argue with Aiden about anything, just, just don't, it's a waste of your time, honey. It, I'm not. I'm not gonna be like, all right, you're right. Aiden is the only person I've ever met who is less likely to change her mind about things than I am. It's true. So don't do it. Jordan, where can we find you on Twitter? I am on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. And our great production person, Jake Mason, aka JJ underscore Mason, on Twitter is up there. He also has a podcast called The Morphin Grid. Very exciting stuff. The show is on Twitter. Uh, at Sailor Business. We just talked about that. So please give it a follow. And uh, you can find links to everything that I do at about.me slash Chris Sims, including Twitter, Tumblr, where I usually post screenshots, but I haven't for the last few episodes because I don't have the DVDs yet. Uh, and grabbing off Hulu is a hassle. Uh, That's how I do it. check that out. Yeah, well, look, Jordan, you're more dedicated to the craft than I am. <laughs> Clearly, I, I have not learned a single ukulele song. <laughs> Be sure to check out X-Men 92. All eight chapters are available digitally at Comixology. Uh, I co-wrote that with my writing partner, Chad Bowers, and uh, Jordan was the editor on it. So if you like this show and you like the X-Men, you'll probably get a kick out of that. Uh, Definitely check it out. And we are done with episode 50. Thank you all for listening for 50 episodes. Uh, Jordan, do you realize, do you know what we missed last month? Uh, No. One year anniversary of the show. August 15th. August 15th. So thank you. Uh, everyone, I know that we kind of had like a little sappy thing last December at the end of the year, but thank you so much for listening uh, for 50 episodes for a year of this show. It has been super fun. We have made a lot of new friends through it. Thank you to everyone who's been on the show. We've had phenomenal guests. Uh, I can't wait to have everyone that we've had on the show back for more, uh, and I can't wait to get new people on the show. If you have uh, people that you would like to to hear on the show, if you uh, if you are someone uh, who would like to be on the show, let us know at Sailor Business and, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll get some new guests because we've got 150 more episodes. At least. At least. Plus Halloween specials. <laughs> and uh, we'll figure out something to do for Christmas too. So thank you everyone uh, for listening for 50 episodes of Sailor Business. It, it certainly means a lot to us. It certainly does. And until next time, keep your mind on Sailor Business. Sorry, but that's not happening. Huh? You know, some guys go for pushy girls, but it sure isn't my style. <laughs> Whoa, that's telling her, Darian. <laughs>